Yeah, thank God the day is going and we are actually, please be seated, uh, sorry. Uh, we're actually at the last um, session of the word for today before we enter into a closing session in prayers. You know, I'm, I'm between and betwixt in my feeling. One, I'm so excited what God has done today. Another one, I'm just feeling, oh, why did you cut this short? We should have been here longer. <laughs> so, but we've been blessed, we've been blessed. We'll be blessed. And um, so, without um, taking much time, I'd like to invite again the man of God, Reverend Steve, to come and lead us in the last session. Thank you, sir. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. It, it's interesting. The, the Lord can use our efforts and even limited circumstances. It frustrates me preaching to people with masks on because part of the way that the anointing flows for me is to be able to see people... Uh, expressions, the anointing actually flows in the relationship uh, in terms of connection and so this is difficult for that to happen if that makes sense so, uh, but I don't, I'm not hopeless because of that or frustrated I'm a, a real sense that God can take the seed whether people are watching online or here and, and still do work that he wants to do and, and I believe he will uh, we will have times again to be able to gather to be able to seek the Lord together I think a real part about preaching on this subject is to be able to lay hands on people, prophesy over them, call out their destiny, do impartation, which in the current circumstances is harder to do. So I'm longing with you for those relaxation of uh, regulations so we can move back into the fullness of that. Well, um, I'm going to kick straight into this uh, just because of time. Um, I, I'm also going straight after we finish, I'm shooting off, and I'll be, I'll be here with you again tomorrow morning. So I'm looking forward to being with those who are in the church family here and are able to. The theme of this session is why does revival tarry, or why revival tarries? You could, you could say, what are the blockages to revival? What hinders revival? What are the factors? And, and it doesn't take much working out to kind of to, to come up with a list very quickly uh, obviously, right at the top of the list, and maybe the biggest one is prayerlessness, is the biggest hindrance to revival not coming. And so if we get praying, that pretty much solves everything. And, and so I, I had a choice as I do this session today. Do I give you a list of eight, nine, ten things that hinder revival? Um, uh, or do I give you another way of solution to? I don't know if that makes sense. So there's two ways of looking at it. And, and I, I'm going to give you a quick list, and then I'm going to give you what I think may be a solution. And so the list would be, um, why revival tarries? Uh, I would say because some people have no reference for revival. They have no understanding of it, no knowledge. They, it's not on their frame of reference. They don't think about it. Um, we've lived for so many decades without a revival. It's not in our storytelling. It's not in our sermon preaching. It's not been in our reading of history and books. And so because it's just not there in our frame of reference, uh, we don't talk about it, we don't pray about it, we don't long for it, we don't pray into it. Many people don't even know what it means. Um, secondly, I think uh, why revival tarries is because there's apathy in many people's lives. Uh, I heard a great definition of, uh, of apathy a few years ago. It's, it's knowing what needs to be done, but can't be bothered to do it. 
I think that would describe us going on a diet. Um, the whole nation knows what ought to be done, but can't really be bothered right now. Uh, and, and the same here. Some people know the church should be in a better condition. We do want God to move, but it's, uh, I'm apathetic. I'm indifferent to that. And, and I think that is even more dangerous than having no frame of reference. Uh, you, you, ne- you won't necessarily be judged. If you didn't know something, you just didn't know it. The problem now for all of you here, you know something. You've been here a part of this day, your knowledge has been increased, and now you are expected to do something with what you have heard. Uh, I think a third reason why revival tarries is people are self-sufficient today. Uh, They've got their money sorted out, their job sorted out, their family sorted out, and it almost feels like I can conquer my own world. The, The people who've helped birth revival they have a different paradigm, a different set of beliefs. It's like, I can't do this. We can't make it unless the Lord comes. And, and so self-sufficiency, meeting our own needs, planning our own lives, with no need for a sovereign God to help us, is a hindrance to revival. Churches do it in their leadership teams. Pastors do it. I can do it. I can work harder. I'll meet more people. I'll plan better. I'll read that next book. But it keeps us away from prayer. It keeps us away from pursuing the Lord because we can do it if we just try harder. Self-sufficiency is a hindrance to revival. I think another one, especially in our day and age, is we're just too busy. We're so busy, we don't have the time to think about it. We don't create the space to pray about it. Busyness crowds in. In other words, there's wrong priorities in our lives. And so reshaping those priorities will be important. Um, uh, Another one... Uh, we don't want change. I mean, who wants to change? Change, change in the natural. You know, if you if you wanted to lose weight, and I'm not majoring on that, but if you wanted to lose weight, uh, who wants to change their taste buds? Who wants to change how often they eat, the kind of food they eat, the portion size? It's just too uncomfortable. Who wants to go take a walk or go to the gym or have a swim? In the same way, spiritually, it's like, well, I go there, everything's okay, why mess with it as it is? Do we have to change? It's uncomfortable to change. It's inconvenient to change. And, and then sadly, I think for some people, they've embraced a sinful life, and sin itself becomes a hindrance to revival. Um, whether it's, I mean, you pick the sin. You could pick anything. From sexual sin to materialism to jealousy to anger, uh, lusting after the things of this world, and 1 John 2.15, do not lust after the things of this world. It's so crept into the church. Uh, there's so much idolatry everywhere. And uh, I, I feel like the Lord needs to deal with that because it's a hindrance to revival. I'd, I'd felt to read this. Um, I'm, I'm, th- this, this session could be so go in so many directions. I'm sorry if it's a little bit scatty. But let me read you Psalm 24. And it says this in Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all who live in it. For he founded it on the seas, established it on the waters. In other words, right at the beginning of this psalm, God takes ownership. I own it. I made it. It's mine. I think people in our world need to hear that. Uh, you've got a beautiful building here, uh, but you don't own it. <laughs> uh, everything is the Lord's. I've seen churches become precious over things. That's our liturgy. That's our building. Don't you know I've been coming here for? And, and before we know it, 
it becomes a hindrance to revival. You can't change that. You could, and the Lord would come in the midst of that and he says, the earth and everything in it, it's mine. I created it. His sovereignty over everything. And then in verse 3, the question, who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Two things. Who can ascend? It's the journey upwards. It's the journey to intimacy. It's the journey to the Lord. It's the journey to proximity. Who can start? Who can even go on that journey? And the second question, and then who can stand in that holy place? I actually saw this fresh this morning. I've only ever seen it before as one thing. It's about being in God's presence. Now I see it as two things. And that was the first time this morning as I read it, I felt the Lord saying, no, it's a journey to get to that place. And you've got to be a particular kind of person to get there. And then to remain there, you've got to be a particular kind of person. Some people haven't even started the journey up the mountain. And some people have started the journey and sometimes come back down. And some people did the journey, experienced something, but they didn't remain in the place that the Lord called them to. Uh, if I'm often doing leadership training or coaching, or I, I will remind pastors, uh, we were never called to organize programs, open buildings, and run services. Because before we know it, we end up that the ministry itself dictates what we do, when we do it, how we do it. We're busy. Instead, we are supposed to be those who are journeying up the mountain. We are servants of God, carriers of His presence, and we are to be obedient to Him. I think that deserved a little bit more kind of acknowledgement of... I think you might be right there, Steve. I, I, I only say that because I know after 20-odd years in ministry how easy the demands now shape everything I do. And I have to keep reminding myself that if uh, that all that world accounts, budgets, staff team, buildings. We, we built a large building about five years ago. I can't tell you how much it overtook everything we were doing. We had to raise money for it. We had to build it. I had to meet with contractors. And in the midst of it, I reminded myself, this is not my calling. Somebody else should be doing this. My calling is not doing this or that. My primary calling, like I think for every single believer, is to be a person that carries the presence of God. And so here, who can journey up the mountain? Who may ascend the mountain? Who may start the journey to intimacy? Who may stand in His holy place? Closeness, proximity. You see, if you get up the mountain and you stand in the holy place, revival doesn't just drop on an area. Like something, oh, it just dropped into Swanley. It just came over here. Uh, the way God does it, it's a sovereign move of God in partnership with human people. It, if it's a train, it rent, runs on two twin tracks. It runs on the tracks of it's God's sovereign move, yes. But he always uses human individuals. And he looks for willingness in humans. So when humans are too busy, when they're prayerless, when they've got idols in their life, when they don't want change, they stop that sense of what God wants to do. And God is saying, I'm looking for partnership on the earth. I'm looking for somebody who would start the journey, the climb up the mountain, and who would stand in my holy place. And it gives us these things. I won't read the whole chapter, but 
it just says, it's a person who has clean hands, a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol and does not swear by what is false. You could, you could invert those and say they, they would be hindrances to revival. Or you could say that you can push them into the positive and say these are solutions to how to bring revival. It's a cleanness of hands in the work I do, in the way that I do things. God doesn't, He sees everything. You may think you're getting away with some kind of improper behavior, but nothing goes from His sight. He sees it all. He wants cleanness of lifestyle, our hands. It's our physical actions. It's the way that we live. It's the, it's the way that I treat others. It's, it's sexual purity. I mean, in everything, God wants that cleanness. And then He looks for pure hearts. He who has a pure heart. That's motives. Our hearts, our internal conversations. Uh, been helping somebody recently walk something through. And they've, they've just experienced, almost surprisingly, jealousy coming up. Anger coming up. And they've been like, I didn't even know that was there. I feel so agitated by that individual. I don't like it when that one does this. And the Lord is saying, you've got to have a pure heart. You can't live with that in your heart. There's no such thing as secret sin. It's only in my heart and in private. The Lord says, no, I see it. And because you're one of mine, it impacts the world around you. You do know that uh, both heaven and hell are looking to employ your authority. If you choose to live God's way, He employs your words, your actions, and you become a gateway on the earth for Him. This chapter really is, it, it took clean hands, pure heart, don't trust an idol, so no idolatry. My trust isn't in my, my preaching gift. My trust isn't in my pension fund. My trust isn't in my business. My trust isn't that I've got my mortgage paid off, or my trust isn't that I managed to do this or that. I haven't got my mortgage paid off. I'm just saying you might have. I'm still believing for that. But I'm just saying, your trust could be in so many places. Your trust can't be in your spouse. Your trust can't be in your calling. You know, right now, we're in the middle of, we've done it, dismantling our whole church structure. We're not going to go back to Sundays like they were. And if my trust was in that, I would fail. There's reputational risk in that. There's financial risk in that. Uh, There's like, quite a few people have said, we're not going to do the journey with you, we're leaving. We'll find another church that we can just go be part of. That's painful. But if my trust was in those people or in my ministry or in my platform or in my gift or in my finances, the Lord says you can't ascend the mountain of the Lord. You've got to come into a place where you have no other idol, nothing else that is above the Lord. And my motivation primarily for what we're doing or in life in general is one day I'm going to stand before Jesus and I'll have to give an account to him for the way that I live and what I do. You know, sitting there during your worship this morning, I've got so many thoughts from this last week and next week what I'm going to do, this evening I'm... And I I found myself just stilling myself and said, right now, Lord, I am in a moment with this church family. They are precious to you. You have connected two stories. I want to give them my absolute best. This isn't a gig. It's not a preaching gig somewhere. It's like the Lord has asked me to come. I will come and I will serve the best. You've got to live in the light of eternity it's not a job. It's not a, so I'm just saying the Lord is saying clean hands, pure heart, don't have any idolatry, and don't swear by what is false. In other words, some translation said, and somebody who tells no lies, no falsehood, no lying. 
Uh, no, oh yeah, I'll do that, and then don't do it. Oh yes, this, and no, we live lives of integrity, truthful lives. We're truth tellers in the way that we live. And the Lord says, you're like that? You can start climbing the mountain of the Lord. You, you, you love the Lord, you seek Him. And then listen to this here from verse 5. It says, these kind of people, they will receive blessing from the Lord. Vindication from God their Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek Him, who seek your face, God of Jacob. It's really speaking about a revival generation. I saw it this morning, hadn't before. I felt the Lord said, this is the revival generation. And the hindrances are those things they've got to leave behind. But if they would begin to seek my face, I, and then they will become gateways. So, a gateway on earth. Revival doesn't just drop on Swanley. Oh, we woke up one morning and something, we just felt different. No, what God does is He works in humans. Humans become the gateway. It's revival starts, it started in William Seymour, started in Evan Roberts, it started in those two old sisters who began to pray in, in the Hebrides. And, and you, start, you can mention all the names. Hudson Taylor, Encounters with God. Those people then, as they do this journey, they become a gateway. And now as they walk in community with another, they start to be impacted. Now a few are growing in what God has for them. They together become a gateway. You could find a whole church on this journey and they suddenly become like an outpost for the kingdom. And the Lord would say, such is the generation of those who seek you who seek your face, God of Jacob. And the Lord would say to us, verse 7, lift up your heads, you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. He wants to come into us. And then He wants to come through us. I, 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 there's so many thoughts in my head. You are called to be a carrier of the presence of Christ. I don't think I'll get to touch it this weekend, but I would say one of my life message is helping people to know how to lay the foundation of Christ in their lives. Having Christ, let the King of glory come. Colossians 1.27, this is Psalm 24. Colossians 1.27, the Apostle Paul would say, and this is the mystery that has been hidden for ages and generations past. What's the mystery? Christ in you, the hope of glory. So you now become a gateway when you live clean. It's a happy holiness. It's not a somber holiness. It's not a legalistic holiness. It's not like, oh man, I don't get to sleep with any other women because I married Esther. No, it's a happy holiness. I have been given a beautiful wife we are together, we're enjoying intimacy, and I choose a happy holiness that empowers a beautiful intimacy. And the Lord says, I'm calling my church into a happy holiness, into a separation from the world. In ministry, there's so much seduction, the seduction of platform, the seduction of um, money, the seduction of names, all kinds of things that people would try and run after and try and do. And I would simply say, and it's in the world, materialism, uh, just get that little bit of a better car, just go and get that little thing, don't do that. And the Lord would say, just live happily, holy before me. You are called to be a carrier of the presence of God. And I, I just simply want to encourage you to contend for the fullness 
of what the Lord is calling you to today. Uh, our time has, it has gone really. And I'm like, oh Lord, I could say so much to us. Uh, I would point you to some of the books. I'll be here tomorrow with them as well. But if you wanted to lay the, some of the foundation of Christ, I cover it in the burning ones. If you wanted to learn to live on an advance, that would do that for you. Um, and then on, on this USB stick, there's 60 sermons. All of my books as, 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 as PDFs or Kindles, and you can download and listen, and some audio books on there as well. I'm just saying, I'm touching the surface, but the Lord is calling you into a journey, a journey up the mountain, a journey of prayerfulness, a journey of holiness, a journey of separation. I used to think it was a pipe dream in the UK. Where are you going to find holy people? Because I met Christians who told me that what they're watching on TV is okay to do, it's only entertainment. And I would say that's perversion, it's violent, it offends Jesus. You shouldn't do that. Now, I'm not saying I've never been tempted to watch things I shouldn't. I have, and I've had to repent of it. So I'm, I'm not like some really cool guy that never got anything wrong. I'm just saying we can't make excuses for it and saying it's okay because everybody does it. The Lord is looking for cleanness of hands. And I'm not saying I've never had a lustful thought about a woman. I do, and I still do. And I have to bring them before the Lord and pull my mind into... Some of you are shocked, like, oh, you're a man of God, and you have wrong thoughts. Uh, while you walk on this earth, as sanctification is in progress. You know, this is a common thing. I'll hold my ha wife's hands and i say, Esther, I feel really buffeted by the enemy. I'm not sure why. I haven't opened any doors. I haven't watched anything I shouldn't have, but I feel buffeting. The enemy trying to pull me. Would you pray with me? There's an openness and there's a strength there, not in the hidden. Not, I'm not going to just hide it and keep it. I'm going to say to her, I feel this pull and I know it's demonic. Would you help me? I, that's a happy holiness. It, it's not saying we're perfect and I don't have feelings I shouldn't and thoughts. It's, it's a temptation that comes through. I have the same when it comes to money. I have the same when it comes to platform. And I have to bring it to the Lord and say, Lord, I want that thing to die. Revival tarries because the church is materialistic. Revival tarries because we're prayerless. Revival tarries because people are competitive with one another. They want to build their ministry. They want to build their business. They want to build a name. Revival tarries because uh, we're selfish. I want to say the cure for all of that is to ascend the mountain of the Lord and become the generation such as the generation that seek Him. I seek your face, O God. And we become gateways. And as, as you become a gateway, that's how revival begins. And then you become a gateway joined to this gateway, joined to this community. And the Lord will do it even in a, nation, in, a, in a town or a city. Churches with one another with similar hearts. He's not going to work through one church. He's going to work through His one church. There's no competitiveness. So I'm calling you into a happy holiness. I'm calling you to ascend the mountain of the Lord. And those things, you can read Psalm 24. That's your application. Read it through. Read it through a few times. And it will help you to grow in what the Lord has. Father, I pray over this family today. Thank you that we've been able to spend a morning together, both online and in person. And I'm praying that as we've looked at the promise of revival, the importance of obedience, what you've done in history, as we've looked at the, 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 the absolute necessity of apostolic birthing prayer, a cry for revival from our hearts. And Lord, as we realize there are hindrances, 
and you are calling us up the mountain today and you've given us a way to go up that mountain. There's a pathway, there's clear instruction. I pray that all of us would realize that it is time to seek the Lord again until He comes and showers righteousness upon us. Would you help us as we set our eyes and our gaze upon you? In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Bless you, sir. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's such a beautiful day. Oh, I just feel like, you know, the psalmist says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But I know there's so much, 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 much more the Lord wants us to go out there to do. But we are gradually coming to the end of our day here. But I want to read to you this morning what the Lord was asking me to put down. And it might be just for you. It might be just for me. But I want you to listen attentively. He says, I am reorganizing my team. Remember when I was talking about God has set a journey and he wants us to identify with that journey? And thank God this last you know, talk, um, Pastor Steve has just talked about us ascending you know, in that journey with the Lord. And so God says, I am reorganizing my team. Only those who are willing to go with me, ready to sacrifice, ready to lose themselves, ready to throw away anger and bitterness that I, God, will use. Now, just think of the message we just heard right now. And I'm happy I didn't read this ahead of time when I was giving the introduction. It would have been as if we compared notes, but I wrote this in the morning before I came out here. And God is saying, if you want to be on his team, you have to be one who is willing to go with him, ready to sacrifice, ready to lose yourself, throw away anger and bitterness, and you are the candidate he's going to use. And then he went on to say, it is a new season. Do you not see it? Some of my children are disqualifying themselves when I have not. Wow. If you are left behind, it is because you chose it. Let me read that part again. God said, it is a new season. Do you not see it? Some of my children are disqualifying themselves when I have not. God has not disqualified you. has not disqualified me. So let's not disqualify ourselves, whatever the excuse might be. If you are left behind, it is because you chose to. Heavenly Father, we pray today. As we reflect on the words that we have heard tonight, today, Lord,
ignite a fresh passion. Lord Almighty, we may not have had enough time to go into prayers the way we planned earlier in this program. But Father, this is today about igniting in us a heart for you, a hunger for you, igniting in us, O God Almighty, a pursuit for holiness. Lord God Almighty, we pray that the things that have stood between us and your revival will be blown away. Father, Lord Almighty, we pray that indeed we will lose ourselves. Jesus said, if anyone wants to be my disciple, he must, must deny himself. That's losing ourselves and carry our cross and follow. So God, may that be our hunger, our desire. Thank you, Father, for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I invite um, Pastor Ben to, to come and lead us in that last session of prayer. Uh, tomorrow we start at 10 a.m., okay? 10 a.m. tomorrow when we arrive and do registration just to make sure everything is um, out of the way. But the service itself proper starts at 1030 but we arrive here at 10 o'clock for 10.30. So God bless you. Let's enter our last session of prayer. What a great morning. What a great morning. Let's just be, let's just stand. We've got a few minutes, eight minutes. So let's just be standing this morning as we just stretch our hearts out. You know, we're always so good at stretching our hands out. It's just a external show maybe for our friends and family around us but let's stretch our hearts because only God can see our hearts only God can see our hearts so let's really stretch ourselves out and I've got one scripture one scripture in two uh, chronicles two chronicles chapter 20 and it's about King Josaphat when uh, there was three enormous large enemies coming towards King Josaphat and the word has been coming up this morning seek and it says very clearly, very clearly, I'm going to read this very quickly in verse 3 of 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Alarm, Josaphat resolved to inquire the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast all through Judea. The people of Judea came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judea to seek him. Come on, let's just seek him with our hearts. Just these few moments, seven minutes, six, seven minutes. It doesn't matter how long it is because God sees our hearts. So let's just be eyes closed, our hearts stretched out to the King of glory. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you, Lord, for moving for your servants. We thank you, Lord, that every one of us is here because of your timing. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We seek you right now. Lord, we seek you, not Lord, with an external motion, Father, with our physicality but Lord we seek you with our heart so Lord we stand we sit we rest in this house this morning and Father our hearts are stretched out Lord we're in that posture again Lord I seek you Lord Lord I look for you Father Lord in a very dark nation but Lord I thank you that your word is a lamp unto our feet a light for our path and
and your word is the way. You are a way maker. You are the king of glory. And Lord, just like King Josaphat, Lord, we're going into that posture. Lord, we're going into that position of fasting and prayer. And Lord, we press, we push, Lord. Lord, we're like the lady with the issue of blood. Lord, we're not going to give up. We're going to touch the hem of his garment this morning. Lord, we're going to touch it every second. Father, our money is spent. Notoriety is no good. Father, it doesn't matter what we have on our ex. And Lord, it doesn't matter what we look like from the outside, but Lord, you see our heart this morning. And Lord, we've got to seek you like never before. Lord, this government has got to come to a place. Lord, this nation has got to come to a place. We can't be going anymore by humanism, by materialism, by the way of this world. Father, I pray that we will never conform to the pattern of this world, but we will seek thee. Lord, we will press out. Lord, our hearts are stretched out today. And Lord, search me. Search me, my God. Search me, my King. Search us as a church. Search us as a body. Search us, Father, as an individual, a husband or a wife, or a brother or a sister. Lord, search us this morning. Come, Holy Spirit. Have your way with us, Lord. Strip us back to the bone today, Lord. Father, we ask you, Lord, that you'll strip us back, Lord. So, Father, we're not going with self. We're going in the glory. Lord, we're not going, Lord, dear God and Heavenly Father, with our education. We're not going, Lord, with the purse strings. We're not going with an open checkbook. We're going in faith. And, Lord, I pray this morning we will go by faith. The just shall live by faith. And this morning, Lord, we call on the greatest name in heaven and earth. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. We thank you for this morning morning. We thank you for the power of your word. We thank you for your servant, Lord God, Stephen. We pray, Lord, as he travels back, Lord, and whatever other engagement he has, we pray, Lord, that you'll strengthen him in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, George and his family and everybody around me, Lord, and the brothers and the sisters online, but Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that you will search our hearts, that you will strip us back. Lord, we call on the name of Jesus. And this morning, Lord, I pray that you will wash this nation, that you will wash each and every one of us in the blood of Jesus. Lord, as we, dear God, leave the platforms that we may have, we leave the notoriety, we leave every area of life. Lord, if I'm a jealous person, strip it away. Lord, if I'm an angry person, strip it away. Lord, if I've got lust of the eyes, strip it away. Lord, if I'm living in fear, strip it away. Lord, if I'm living, Lord God, for the money, Lord, strip it away. And Lord, I pray that you'll strip it back to the bone. And Lord, breathe lungs of us again. Breathe on us again, Lord. Spirit of the living God, I pray, dear God, that we lift our eyes. We lift our eyes to the author, the perfecter of our faith. We lift our eyes Christ. Father, we thank you that you are the King of glory. And Lord, I pray, Lord, again and again, Lord, search me. Search me, O God. Strip me back, Father. Lord, let fresh anointing flow. Lord, out of our belly, Lord, we need rivers of living water. Lord, Father, we need the power of your word. We need the power of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we are forgiven. We thank you, Lord, that we are born again, spirit-filled. Lord, that we are children of the living God. But Lord, as we walk the terra firma, as we walk this earth. Father, I pray, Lord, that we will not live by the pride of life. We will not live, dear God, by what we see with our natural eyes and our natural perception, that we will live by faith, that we will go as warriors, that we will go, dear God, maybe we feel like Gideon this morning. Lord, why are you looking at me today? 
Lord, what are you looking at me for, Lord? It's just me, Lord. I'm the weakest, Lord, but in the name of Jesus, I can do all things through Christ. That strengthens me. And Lord, your word is strengthening. Your word is yes and amen. Your word is everlasting. You are the great I am. You are Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nissi, Jehovah Shalom. And this morning, Lord, we press, Lord, into that posture of prayer. We press into that posture, Lord, of fasting. We press into that posture of repentance and say, Lord, revive again. And right now, Lord, search our hearts. Strip us back. Every church in this nation, Lord, I pray that you will sweep through and remove the yeast, remove the idolatrous worship, lifting up pastors and leaders. Father, Lord, the equipment over the King, Lord, over everything. Father, I'm sorry, Lord, where we look at materialism in the kingdom, in the church, and take our eyes off of Jesus. Fix our eyes on Jesus. Fix our hearts on Jesus. Fix our thoughts on Christ. Lord, remove the carnality. Remove the earthly way. Remove the, uh, the, the crushingness of what the flesh wants to do. And Lord, a wretched man am I, Lord. Search me. Strip me. Pull me down to this place, Lord, of Father, of a new birth, of a new beginning, and saying, yes, Lord. I'm a child of the living God. I'm blessed and highly favoured. In the word of God, the devil is defeated. And I'm going to go down just like King Josaphat. I'm going to go down to that place and I'm going to praise and I'm going to worship. After fasting, I'm going to see my enemies turn in on themselves because I'm called. I'm a child of the living God. I'm full up with the Word of God. We're holy, we're filled, we're dynamite. We've got the Word within us and the devil flees at the name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God, I pray that you'll strip me back. Strip me back right down, Father God, right down to my DNA, Lord, and keep me, Lord, in the Master's hands. Keep us in the Master's hands. Lord, all the imperfections of that clay that is marred, God. So when we're placed in the fire. We won't explode, but these earthen vessels can stand the fire, can stand the fire of the living God, can stand the fire, dear God, of the end times. Father, let it rain. Let your glory rain. Father, let fire rain from heaven. And Lord, let the purging glory of God just sweep for us. Holy Spirit, have your way, we pray. Not me, Lord, but thy will be done. Bless everyone here this morning, online in the house of the Lord, all those that are traveling. Lord, we thank you that angels are before them. As the psalmist says in Psalm 91, he's commanded his angels concerning us. Spirit of the living God, I just ask you right now that you'll sweep through every area of this town, through every church. Lord, wherever we are going, whatever is happening today, I thank you, Lord, that we're in the will of the Father and we say yes and amen. Bless this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Hallelujah.